Welcome to the One Right Church podcast, where we will discuss what it's like to believe that you attend the only right church. My name is Mark Shaw, and I spent the first 45 years of my life in the Followers of Christ Church in Oregon City, believing I was in the One Right Church. Our hope is that by simply sharing our story, that we would urge people to look to the Bible for answers instead of their religious traditions. We want to encourage people to trust in Jesus for their salvation and not in attending the One Right Church. Let's get started. Well, we're back again uh, with Scott. It's good to see you, Scott. Well, I'm happy to be here. And Cindy is joining us as well. Hey. Always a high point. Yes. (laughs) So excited. Yeah. Well, today I wanted to um, kind of get right into... um, how is a person saved? Okay, that's kind of the center conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's probably the most important question you could ask. And um, truthfully, I never asked it till I was probably in my late 30s. I, oh, really? Yeah, I just, um, I either thought I knew or I thought I didn't need saved because I was born saved, you might say. I was born in the right church. Um We've talked about, I think I've used the term, won the spiritual lottery before, that um, somehow through my parents or grandparents uh, that that I was in good shape. So I I didn't give it a lot of thought until the Lord intervened and kind of changed the way I looked at myself. When Um, when I was growing up, boy, that question was pressed on me. mm. I mean, every vacation Bible school, every Sunday school lesson is like, have you, you know, are are you saved? Have you done what you need to do and prayed what you need to pray and all these things? And um, yeah, so right. that's interesting that in some respect, that's, I don't know, easier maybe. It makes me, that sounds, sounds good to me to not worry about it maybe. Yeah, no, it was nothing. I never thought about it. It was interesting. It just was never a part of my life, something I was never worried about. I guess just like Mark said, just being born in the right place. I just thought I was good, okay. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Until yeah. we were older, then yeah. then we started worrying about that. And that started coming and then it became to our a big, mind. Then it a became worry, a big deal. Probably a yeah. big worry then, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because when you're a little kid, I mean, it's it's a little worry. Everything's a little worry. You don't really right. have yeah. the right you know, perspective on it, I guess. But interesting. Yeah. So I didn't give it a ton of thought on on any specific thing I needed to do. But when I look back at it, I know I spent my entire life believing that I needed to to earn something or be worthy. I needed to perform in a way of being worthy. Um, mm-hmm. did, I, was that message explicit, or did you just figure that out on your own? I, I don't. I remember uh, a lot of discussion about getting your good works in about. Uh, helping people on houses, uh, visiting the sick, helping people um, when they needed help, and things like that. And uh, I remember a comment that people would make that uh, not doing these things, that could cost you your crown. And so, I mean, we never, I never had someone come to me and say, you have to be saved by doing good works. But I just knew that. I just uh, believed that. Mm. Um, and that's kind of what I talked about when I told my story of, of how I was converted. That's 
that was the thing that I knew. That was one of the things I knew that was wrong. I said everything I knew to be true oh, okay. was all of a sudden wrong. But I, but then I didn't know. Now, now all of a sudden, what must I do to be saved? You know, you can read that in the Bible, and uh, and I was asking that question: What must I do to be saved? Mm. And um, talking about it with people, uh, I I did have friends that did present the gospel and explain salvation by grace through faith. Mm -hmm. Um, I had other friends who were adamantly against that, that it is by your works. We will be judged by our deeds. And again, Um, that was explicit then. Yeah. Yeah. That's when there started to be resistance to the gospel, when the gospel started being presented. When when they presented the the free grace, Mm Mm-hmm. Other people pushed back and said it couldn't be that. Right. Okay. That's, that's Did you have the same experience, Cindy? Yeah, I would say I always, no one ever said, you have to be saved by your works, but it was always just sort of known. Mm-hmm. Like you had to get your good works in. That was always brought up. I mean, clear to when I was a little girl, the after a potluck or something, all the little girls would go in and do the dishes. And that was, you know, somebody would always say, you girls get in there and do the dishes. You got to get your good works in or, you know, I mean, we, wow. like Mark said, we sat up with the sick and mm-hmm. took dinners and that's all it's great wonderful. things yeah. yes, that I'm very oh. thankful for. Mm-hmm. But believing that you have to earn your salvation by works is, um, well, you, you know, like that's a focus then, but you never feel like you're doing enough. You know, mm. you're always mm. behind. You're never doing enough. It's, it's an exhausting way to live, really, if if you're it, working for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. I think you're right about that, and I think that there's no real good uh, external standard for mm-hmm. how right. m- many you have to do. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Was there ever? So you know, it was always talked about like there's a scale somehow. You've done a few bad things, so you got to do a few more good things to get. Do you guys? Yeah. Does that was that part of the conversation or not so much? That that was brought up to me later. I I think. Again, uh, I don't know if subconsciously is the right word. I think looking back that I did believe that, but I didn't have mm-hmm. it specifically told to me until uh, I remember someone on a on a camping trip one time told me that that's what's been taught out here for years at followers is that there's this scale in the sky and you put your your good works on one side and your sins on the other and your good works better they better be as much, you know, better tip the scales in your favor. Wow. And um, to, to Cindy's point, the, the exhausting thing, um, it was also a fearful way to live. I, yeah. I remember we did stay up with the sick a lot, and uh, people didn't do medical care. So a lot of people, we saw a lot of death. We, we experienced a lot of people dying at home it, it, of natural causes, old age, um, things. But... It was so common for me to see people who I thought lived great follower works-based life lives laying there saying, I just don't know if I've done enough. And I remember thinking to myself, if this guy hasn't done enough, what chance do I have? And it was just this, Ooh. yeah, it, it was, it's terrifying. It was terrifying. That would be terrifying. Yeah. So there was just no no assurance and no um, confidence. I, I wouldn't say that that was the case for everybody, but I saw that 
multiple times. Well, yeah, I mean, how many times do you have to see it? Like one time. <laughs> I mean, the one really good person who says that, that would be enough to shake me up, I think. Another thing it brings up, too, is jealousy a little bit. Like, you know, oh, they, I should have thought to do that, you know, or they have, they do so many good things for people and I'm just not thinking, I'm not doing enough, I'm not, you know. Mm. So that it did bring up some jealousy, for me anyways, that was mm -hmm. my, I had an aunt who is amazing, I love her dearly, mm -hmm. but um, she was amazing. She was just known as doing anything that anybody needed. She was going to be the one there. She was, and I just remember thinking like, I hope I can do as much as she's done, or I hope I can be as good as her, you know, just, yeah, so you just never feel like you're good enough. You're never good enough. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So she's kind of out in front. Yeah. Everyone else catching yeah. up with her. And she, sort of, yeah. yeah. She's really sweet. She has a good heart and she's doing it, but I, mm -hmm. It's for the wrong reasons, and that's that's mm. sad, mm -hmm. you know. It's, yeah, it's not for the glory of God. It's to try and well, it, take it's that and do of, it yourself. A lot of pressure on her. Yeah, yeah, well, anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And and to be fair, I I don't know that I'd even say that it's not for the glory of God, it, but it's right. it's in the way that when I did things, I, I didn't know that I was not doing them for the glory of God. I just thought that was how you glorified God. I, mm -hmm. I thought I could glorify God on my own by my works. Mm. And Jesus wasn't a part of it in right. my life. Mm -hmm. He just, um, yeah, just wasn't a part of it. But Because um, it really, how would he fit into your works? Right. I mean, he's not going to go up on a roof and fix right. something. I mean... That is the other thing is how does that, you know, layer together? It's not easy. Yeah. yeah. Not, not obvious anyway. Yeah. No, to me, the, the only way that I would even think to explain it, trying to piece it together afterward looking back, is that by doing your works, you are trying to earn acceptance from Jesus so that... Uh, he could that that mm. would bring glory to the Father, but that's how you make your connection is by your obedience, by your oh. works. Well, that may, might be a good place to then just step into the you know the good news. Then, right? I mean, earning acceptance is a big deal. I mean, that's a it it that is an emotionally exhausting place to be. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. I wouldn't say that I was out there with. Um, <clears throat> with the Lord or with God, but I've been there with people where mm. you feel like, man, I can never do enough to please this person. I've got to earn my acceptance right. and be better than I really am. And w I've been that way with other people and it's just, oh, it's just exhausting. And, mm -hmm. and, and you're sort of kept in that position by this lack of approval or lack of acceptance. In other words, there, I'm not going to continue to work to earn their their uh, acceptance if they tell me they accept me. Right. So they don't. So then I got to keep pushing. And it's almost like a mirage where it gets farther away the harder I try. Sure. And, you know, I think it, if it's exhausting with other people, it would be uh, very exhausting with God, I would think. Yeah, and, and I've, um, I've talked about that's kind of that point where when someone is laying there at the end of their life and says at that point, I just don't know if I've done enough. Um, man, that was, <laughs> that was about more than I could take to, mm -hmm. 
to see that. And yeah, we just see such a different picture in the Bible of um, how we are reconciled to God through mm-hmm. the gospel. And um, so it, it was, um, I mean, Ephesians 2 is probably the the one of the best places place to, to go, go for that. Yeah. Um, do you have that pulled up there? No, but I can probably venture it <laughs> by memory here. Okay. There you go. <laughs> this says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, so that no one can boast. Yeah. And so it's very explicit that it's not from works, which is, that's what's unique about that particular text, is very clear, it's not yeah. from your works. Yeah. And so yeah. the only other way then is for it's by grace that you're saved, which, um, you know, is really the opposite. Grace is your, um, it's something you don't deserve and something you don't earn. And so how do you get saved? You get saved because you get something you don't deserve that you didn't earn and you're saved. Right. Which does sound pretty easy when you put it that way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, and, and that's, I'm glad you said that, that it sounds pretty easy because that is, that is the biggest um, obstacle that I had with people and, and the biggest, um, really the biggest argument or opposition that I had toward it too mm-hmm. when I first was, was explained the gospel and what Jesus accomplished for me on the cross and, and for all who would follow him. Um, it was just sounded too good to be true. Well, just, it's probably worth stopping on that and just yeah. thinking about that for a moment rather than just going on to whatever other answer there may be because um, there are a few things at play. I mean, one, it you say it's too easy, but the other thing is it um, because it's easy, it's secure because mm-hmm. it's not something that I have to earn or re-earn or earn again you know, yeah. measure up to yeah. somebody else. What what grace means is somebody else measured up to it. Somebody right. else provides it, so it can't. It doesn't rely on me. How I'm going to do today, or worse yet, how I'm going to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It it relies on somebody else. Yeah. And so, but and it's you know the the message of the good news is that that was accomplished. Uh, by Jesus on the cross and the resurrection, which are already finished. So I already know how good that is, right. that it's already enough, and Jesus doesn't have to then be enough. He already is enough, and it's secure. I mean, even I just, um, when the way you were talking earlier reminded me of Romans chapter 5, which says, therefore, since we've been justified by faith, which justified just means made right. Mm-hmm. I'm made right with God by my faith. Again, not by my works, but I'm justified by faith. Then it says, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace. Yeah. And it's just the opposite of the exhaustion that you were talking yeah. about earlier. And it really is, because of that, it's secure. And I think it's worth just stopping and, and thinking about that for a moment before, um, before you're gone. And it is, we say it's easy because we didn't earn it. Right. It was not easy for Jesus. Right. I mean, it it Jesus came from heaven, gave up what it meant to be God, really, so that he might 
then take on a human form and suffer and die and, um, of course, be mocked and beaten and all the other things with... uh, And it wasn't easy. No. Because he did what you and I would have had to do. And he, you know, in his life was perfect. He did do all of the things, all of the kindnesses, all of the compassion, all of the works. So he did all of that, and it wasn't easy, and then died and then rose again and then offered it to you and to me as uh, to be justified or made right with God by faith. And that is, you know, on our end, then it's easy. But the whole equation is actually more difficult than it would have been had you been really, 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 really good. (laughs) So, yeah, and that's that's the other that's the other part of it that was hard to come to the realization of is like back to the scale in the sky. the Bible doesn't say that one good work has equal weight of one sin. You know, there there is no way by mm. works to atone for one sin. There, the wages of sin is death. The Bible says, and uh, we we cannot atone for a single sin by doing all the good works that you've ever done in your life will not erase one sin. It so isn't that, a one for one. You no. Know. So the scale in the sky just doesn't, mm. doesn't hold up. And um, looking in Galatians, it, it, well, I'll paraphrase it, but it, it says that um, if it were possible to be justified by works of the law uh, or doing good things or obedience, um, then Christ came for nothing. Oh, right. And, so when we, there's something just really, um, I, I, it, there's something really, uh, I don't, it's really bad. <laughs> it's really bad for me to believe that I can earn my salvation, the salvation that Jesus secured for me. I, I feel like when I say that, um, th- that was something I had to repent for. I had to repent for believing that. I could somehow earn what Jesus had already earned and given mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. So that's well. In, in some respects, so just thinking with a little bigger picture than you, or bigger picture than us, mm-hmm. is that you know when I earn it, I'm you know I am at the center. Mm-hmm. If I'm trusting Jesus for it, Jesus is at the center, and the 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 problem that you repented of was putting yourself in the center. Yeah, I mean the. That you said the wages of sin is death, but that is that is it. That mm-hmm. it's wages. It's what you deserve, right? And so you get what you deserve, and mm-hmm. then but the free gift of God yeah. is eternal life, and that's yeah. not what you deserve because it's a gift, and that you don't deserve your gifts. You get gifts because they're gifts. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's I I remember um, this. I heard secondhand, but it was a conversation that a friend of mine had with a, another friend of mine. And they were talking about um, Barabbas and this story of Barabbas was in prison when Jesus was in prison right before he was crucified. And it was a custom that the Romans would give one prisoner back to uh, the Jewish people. And they 
wanted Jesus crucified. And so they chose Barabbas. And he was talking about how Barabbas is a picture of us. Mm -hmm. uh, he deserved to be in prison. Jesus did not. And it was this, Barabbas got to be set free and Jesus paid the price that he should have. Mm -hmm. and, and the response was, I, I, just can't, I just can't believe that. That makes it sound like you don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. And it, it just is a really difficult thing to get through our minds, I think, that this is something that you don't work for and earn. We, we live in a world where everything you do, everything in this world right. that you get, you earn it. You have to buy it or work for it or study for it. You know, if you want good grades, you have to study. And so it just is a... The gospel is unique. Well, and it's, it's foreign. Yeah. You know, it's not something uh, that comes because he works in. And when, when you think about that, it really every religion um, is a religion of works. I mean, we've got, we've got friends that are, um, that are Muslim and they are working seven pillars to get to heaven. And, <laughs> Baha'i and they, you know, or not as it Zoroastrian, I think is that, you know, the mm. good works, good, good thoughts. Mm. And they're all about that. And, and so is everybody. I mean, that really is because it's so natural. See, yeah. that's the thing. We're all wired because we all kind of feel there's some kind of deficit and we all recognize there's, we're going to fix this deficit somehow. So I better get busy. I better do something. And that really isn't, a natural way, and then the, you throw in the fact that schools works that way, and your job works that way, and mm -hmm. um, any kind of achievement works that it all works the same way. It's going to be very easy to um, to just fall right into it when it comes time, you know, for religion too. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, and it sounds like too. I mean, we, this this comes full circle. the The argument it seems like becomes grace versus works instead of it, it isn't it isn't one or the other it it's it seems like it's a timing thing to me like it, if we if we receive grace through faith and and we're saved then you then the the works come and those works do glorify god then and you could be doing a lot of the same things that you were doing before but if you're trying to earn your salvation with them, those are not good works. Well, the motive is different, and yeah. so under, un, the underlying principle is different. Um, I would go a little farther than saying that it's just a, a matter of timing. Yeah. Like I need to, because when you say you're you're saved by faith, I mean, what is what is faith? I think that's one of the key questions: is what are we doing? What do we mean when we say you need to trust or you need to believe? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? And so I think it's easy to say, I just simply make a decision like I would rather have a banana than an orange. So I'm <laughs> going to make a decision and then start eating bananas. And as soon as I start eating bananas, then, uh, you know, that's not the nature of the decision. Sure. The nature of the decision is more that I uh, am going to... Um, sort of submit my will. I'm going to uh, reorient my life 
Um, so yeah. not just a matter of fruits, but I'm going to reorient my entire life around um, Jesus. So, so it's it's a different kind of thing to say I I believe. Now, one of the things that happens, um, and Jesus Jesus said this to the religious leaders of his day. He said, well, if you're not born again, you're not going to see the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And you are born again by faith. Um, the, the theological word is regenerated or mm-hmm. reborn. And you're, you're born again by faith. And so when you actually say, you know, I'm going to commit myself to this, I am going to like be all in on this, not, not just make an intellectual decision, but I'm going to be all in. Um, one of the things that the Bible says happens is that you're, uh, you're born from above or you're born again and you're changed on the inside. And so if you see somebody born, you know, one of the great things about somebody born is they cry and they wet themselves and they, you know, there are things that tell you this, this little child's alive or you plant a seed in the ground and up comes some green stuff and you say, well, it's alive because it's not brown, it's not dead. There are some signs of life. Mm -hmm. And I guess I would say that those works you're talking about are the sign of life, that, that it's the nature of being alive that you, you know, act like you're alive, you know, and, and you do things for different reasons and you're energized by this spiritual life that you now have that you didn't have before. Right. And so that's, so when it, when it comes to like James, where it says, uh, you show me your, your uh, faith without your works or by your works, and I'll show you my faith, no, how's it go? I'll show you my faith, my faith by my works, you show me your faith without your works. Yeah. Well, good luck. What are you going right. to show me? You're going to show me nothing, right? But I'm right. going to show you that, that this life inside of me is manifesting itself by the way that I live. And yeah. so it's a, <clears throat> it comes back, I think, to what do we think faith is doing here. And I think what we think, what we need to come to is it's really a kind of a, um, a whole person response to this good news that you were talking about, that Jesus died and rose again so that I might be reconciled to God, rather than just a, I don't know, an intellectual agreement that that's a good premise. I like that. I'm going to vote for that. It's not, you know, that's, I think what some people think faith is, is I'm just going to decide for it. And, right. and if it's more than that, and you actually are transformed by that belief, then works come easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the, um, Ephesians two, we, we read eight and nine Ephesians verse 10, mm-hmm. uh, two ten, Yeah. Yeah, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath prepared, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, those it, it it yeah you're right. It, it's the the motive is different. The that's what I meant by these works now are are glorifying God because they are the works that He has prepared for us to do mm-hmm. ahead of time and. It's not something. The the other thing that I ran into that was challenging is uh, my first response was, okay, I I believe the gospel. I I have this faith now, 
I received this great gift. My first urge that I had was to somehow work to try to repay this great oh, gift that I received. Mm-hmm. And that's just as bad as trying to earn it in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that, it's a gift. You well, don't try to repay it. But yeah, I mean, it's, it is offensive if yeah. somebody gives you a gift and you try and pay them for it. Yeah. And yeah. it's the same kind of a thing, I think. With the, you're exactly right. Yeah. And, so. and why is that offensive, though? If I give you a gift and you say, no, 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 I want to pay you for it. Why would I, why would I be offended by that? Well, because you, you just wanted me to have it. You, I, just, I just gave it to you, but you then wanted to show me that you were a person of sufficient means then to cover the expense of my gift. Right, right. I see what you know, you're saying. So, so yeah. to, to me, then I take umbrage at that because, mm. no, I'm a person who wants to give you this gift. Yeah. And that it, you're changing it into a transaction mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. some sort of a relationship uh, or relational interchange. See, I mean, if I give you a gift, it's because you're my friend. Right. If if you say no, 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 we're gonna, you're gonna, I'm gonna pay you for that. Yeah. Then all of a yeah. sudden we're having a transaction, and it's a different thing altogether. It is. And then if you magnify that to the gift of salvation that Jesus gave, um, well, true, my gifts aren't how, near how that good. You, right. yeah, how could you ever even think that you could repay it for for one? But I, I somehow did mm-hmm. uh, think that. But, but it's a natural thing. Yeah. Because that's the same as, the same as. Trying to pay for it at a time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's, but um, so the the next thing that I started running into was this idea that that that's just that's just too easy. So you're saying you can just call on the name of Jesus, then you can go live however you want. That you don't have to to live um, a godly life even because mm-hmm. you've been saved and. Frankly, that that teaching is out there. That once you are saved, you are saved, and what happens after that? I, I mean, I've I've heard that. Oh, um, it's there. It's there. But and, and I think where they miss it, and this is this is for me, the the thing that makes the difference. If you are born again, if there is a new life, you will be different because you're now alive and you weren't before. Right. Whereas if it's if what you think is happening there is I'm just making a decision, mm-hmm. and I made a decision, and then I can go do whatever I want because I can because I just made a decision. You know, I mean, yeah. that's that's different. But this life inside of you that transforms you won't let you do that, right? And that I think is the thing that is um, when I hear people say, "Oh, you can live any way you want," it's they don't really know what happened. Or what is supposed to happen when you, um, when you actually believe and are actually born again? Those two things really do change what you can, um, I think, expect to have happen. Yeah. And again, if it's just like, hey, I'm making a decision, I'm going to buy uh, Chrysler instead of Toyota, and I'm going to go drive any way I want. I, yeah. yeah, you probably are. Yeah. That's not the same. That's not the same. It's not the same. same. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think the living your life how you want to. That is true. When you're born again, you are. You still do. You know, the yeah. things are different now. Mm-hmm. You are living the life you want to. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, this this question isn't new either. Uh, right. Paul Paul brings it up in chapter 6 of Romans and, and says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? 
God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? And Paul's not saying, and I'm certainly not saying that I've been perfect and Mm sin-free since I've been regenerated, but um, it it is. It's like Cindy's saying, your your wants are different. Your your priorities are different. Your motivations are different. Your motivations are different. And so it's... Um, you're you're his workmanship now. You're doing, you know, just mm-hmm. like the Bible says, you're you're doing these good works um, for the glory of God now. Yeah, and so I mean, I just don't want people to think that what you're talking about is, hey, why don't you just make a decision to switch religions yeah. or go to a different building on a Sunday morning or something? Because those things don't change you, and if they don't change you, if you're not changed. Yeah, then it is too easy, really. Yeah. yeah. Because you're thinking you got something you don't actually have. Right. And it's easy to think you got something you don't have. You just sort of tell yourself a story about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> that, that there was a, um, it, you, you mentioned your motivations being different. And I, it reminds me of that. There's a quote by Tim Keller that, mm-hmm. where he says, religion says that. I obey, therefore I am accepted. And Christianity says, I am accepted, therefore I obey. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's, I, that really resonated with me because I, I feel like that was, that was me both ways. That oh, my, right. I, I obeyed trying to earn acceptance or be worthy of the acceptance that I thought I already had by being born in the right place. Right. And, um, and now that's it's just totally different. Yeah, that. I mean, another way that people say that is just that it's the difference between do and done. Hmm. Is that you know I think I have to do something. Christianity says no, it's about what has already been done. And so again, it's my faith in what's been done rather than my faith in myself to do something. It's the same kind of a thing. Yeah. Well, I was gonna look up a, a hymn. Did you have anything more to say on? No, if you're going to sing, I'm good. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) One of these days. One of these days. Stay tuned. (laughs) Uh, I just thought it would be good to bring up uh, Jesus Paid It All was Mm -hmm. a song that we would sing. And I just think that um, if there is anybody that is out there still or anywhere else feeling like they need to earn it and, and they're either afraid or uh, what else did you say I, I brought up the fear but exhausted just mm-hmm. exhausted if, if you're yeah. exhausted or afraid yeah. um, just the the verses in Jesus paid it all are really good and I'll, I'll read a few of them um, it starts with I hear the Savior say thy strength indeed is small child of weakness watch and pray find in me thine all in all the chorus is, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Lord, now indeed I find thy power and thine alone. Came and changed the leper's spots, and it melts the heart of stone. And then it says, and when before the throne I stand in him complete, Jesus died my soul to save, my lips shall still repeat. 
So there's just such a, we, we don't have to have any fear in mm. Jesus. We don't have to be exhausted because of what Jesus did. We can, and, and he wants to, he wants to give that. Um, he has given that. So it's, uh, I would just, it reminds me of him saying, all who um, work and are heavy laden, come mm-hmm. to me and I will give you rest. And it's mm-hmm. so true. Just stop striving and stop fearing and just come to him and he will give you rest. That's why we call it the good news or yeah. the gospel, yeah. because it is good news. And yeah. it's good news of rest and, and acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it was good to talk to you guys about this. Yes. Well, thank you. See you next time. See ya. Well, hopefully this has been helpful. If you have questions or comments or a topic that you would like us to cover, you can reach us at comments at onerightchurch.com. And for more information, you can visit our website, www.onerightchurch.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.